turn to the book of Joshua today, and we're going to jump back in uh, to new days and new ways and new phrase. 2019, ever more important for us. Even You say, well, Pastor, it's already February now. We're already past the new year. We're, we're prepping for... How many of you know, if you're ready for something, you, you're liable to be successful, amen? If you're properly prepared, uh, and so that's what this whole series has been about. And if you remember Joshua chapter 3, when the children of Israel were about to pass through, or pardon me, pass uh, yeah, through the, uh, uh, the River Jordan and into their promised promised land after 40 years of wilderness wanderings, Joshua said to them, keep your eyes on the ark, which is a representation of the presence of God, for you have not passed this way before. Everyone say, we've not passed this way before. If you've passed this way before, you're probably walking around in circles. Think about it. And so if your life is filled with sameness, this message is for you because, hey, there are some things that never change. But listen, God has a plan for us. There's things we've not experienced yet. There's promises. There's promised land for us. So you're with me. Say amen. So that's where we've been. And the children of, of, of Israel wandered 40 years in the wilderness. And we've talked about a lot of things you got to go through, some things you have to possess before you can proceed, uh, you know, and we've talked about some of those things. And this morning, I want to give you this thought. In order to, to experience the new days and the new ways and be victorious in the new fray, the, the new battle that you and I will face. How many of you know uh, the battle's not over till we get to heaven, right? There's spiritual warfare going on. And if we're going to be ready and if we're going to be victorious, uh, we must gain some fresh faith in our life. I want to talk to you today about gaining a fresh faith for your future. And this thought is really a two-part to this Sunday and next Sunday. Now, the following Sunday, should Jesus tarry, <laughs> I'm going to begin a series for you that'll probably take us into Easter. Easter, for goodness sake, that's into April, but it's titled uh, Living Like Jesus. How many of you know we God wants us to live like him? Living like Jesus. Everybody say, living like Jesus. I'm telling you, in our life, we need to live like Jesus. We don't need to live like anybody else but Jesus. And so so in a couple of weeks, we're going to get that series going. And whether Jim and Josh and maybe whoever, or maybe even my wife realize it or not, they're going to join in in this series and share some things with us. Uh, uh, and so, so just get ready for a multifaceted ministry in a couple of weeks that will take us into Easter. And let me, can I tell you the title of Easter Sunday? You say, Pastor, you already know that. Yes, I do know it. It's called living like Jesus. Everybody say up from the grave he arose. And so there we are, and that's what's going on. So I want you to gain a fresh faith for your future. Now, in regards to these children of Israel, think about them. What had they done for 40 years? Wandered around in the wilderness. They wandered around, around and around, sameness, doing the same old thing and not experiencing God's purpose and plan for their life. Now, here's the question that why? Everybody say, why on earth? I mean, why on earth were they wandering around for 40 years? It's clear as a bell. In fact, Hebrews 3.19 says this. They could not enter in because of unbelief. Say that with me, though it's not on the screen. Say, they could not enter in 
because of unbelief. In other words, they, they could not experience their new day and their new way because of a lack of faith. And so you and I need in this first part to understand something about our life that if we're going to experience God's new day and his new way and be victorious in his new fray, it will be so because we embrace and gain for 2019 a fresh faith that is alive and vibrant and active in our lives. If you're with me, say amen. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about for a couple of Sundays. And you think about even Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, Moses was what? Moses was what? Moses was dead. Everybody say, Moses be dead. God rest his soul. Moses was dead. And God came to Joshua. How many of you think Joshua probably knew he was dead? And God came to him and stated the obvious. Joshua Moses is dead. And so when, and then when you began to read those nine or 10 verses, you find that God is doing something for Joshua. He is fanning his faith. He says, be strong and have a good courage. Come on, man, God, everywhere you put your foot, God's going to give it to you. He's fanning his faith. Everybody go, I mean, that's what he's doing. He's prepping him with a new level, gaining a fresh faith focus in the middle of his loss to to be able to experience the new day, the new way, and be victorious in the fray. Are you with me now? Say another amen. So that's what we've got to do as well. Let's learn from this experience. Let's learn from Joshua today and go, oh my goodness, I need that in my life. Listen, Parents, parents, listen, we must gain a fresh faith for our future, not just for our life, not just for our checkbook, but for our children's sake, for goodness sake. Husbands, we must gain a fresh faith for our future, not just for our sake, but for our wife's sake and our family's sake and our job's sake and our pocketbook's faith and OMG for our church's sake, for goodness sake. Amen. Pastor Sam and elders and Beverly and all of us, Jim and I, we must gain in this hour a fresh faith in our life for the future and begin to believe. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Uh, I have great faith for our future. Not because of anything that may be going on or not going on, because I believe God has a plan. Amen. Amen. And he will succeed. So with that in mind, here's the first angle that I want to take you down. And then we're going to pray here in just a few minutes. And then at the close of this message, we're going to share with you some important information about the future of our church. Josh is going to help me with that. And so, you know, if if you think I got to, I want to slip out, don't slip out when you, you know, when you, when the, when we bow for the invocation, don't slip out. All right. So important things to come. But this morning, I want to talk to you about the dangers of disbelief. Because disbelief undermined the future and the focus of God's people. A lack of faith. 
And so I want to just, I want to bring a warning to you today. And, and I want to give you some thoughts about what if we, if we're not careful, our lack of faith will, will work against us. And the first one is this, and you and I need to understand a lack of faith will absolutely keep you from your destiny. A lack of faith will keep you from God's plan and purpose for your life. And we see that with the children of Israel in that Hebrews 3.19 verse that I shared just a few moments ago. Uh, they could not. It's not that they would not. They could not. It was an impossibility to experience the promised land because of their unbelief. They were locked in sameness in the wilderness because of a lack of faith. And so understand that today. And everybody say, Moses. Moses, what a man of God he was. But did you know Moses did not enter into the promised land? You want to know why? Somebody say, yes, preacher, tell me why. Well, I remember something about the fact that he got so mad at the children of Israel. Uh, I think it's in Numbers 20. He got so mad. God told him instead of uh, strike the rock to speak to the rock and, and water would come out. And I think, I think he got so angry at the people and he said, why must I always uh, be doing this for you? And in anger, he struck the rock instead of spoke to the rock. I think that's why he didn't enter the promised land. And you're getting close. But if you read Numbers 12 verse uh, numbers 20 verse 12 you would see that God linked that to Moses his his reaction there and his anger there he said you did not believe me and you struck the rock and because of that you will not go in Whoo, that ought to put the fear of God in all of us, right? Everybody just play like you got the weebie-jeebies up your spine. Whoo, man, Moses, in a moment of unbelief, lost the destiny of God for his life. And so it's so important for us in our life, even in these days before us, to fan the flame, if you will, of faith in our hearts and, and not be as, uh, as, as we have been or as even the disciples have been at, at just staring at the circumstances of life in a, in a, in a dismayed scenario of unbelief. In Luke chapter eight, verse 22, it, Jesus said, and now it happened on a certain day. And he got into the boat with the disciples and here's the plan when you get in the boat. It's not to go around in circles. He said, he, he got in the boat and he said to them, let us cross over. Somebody say cross over. Cross over to the other side. Everybody say the other side. In other words, we're going somewhere. We're, we're on a journey. We're going somewhere. And, and as they launched out, they, and as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came and the, and on the lake and they were filling with, the boat was filling with water and they were in jeopardy. Everybody say jeopardy. Well, I don't know. It's, it's jeopardy. La dee da da. I don't think that was playing, but they were in jeopardy. Because of the wind. And in verse 23, that jeopardy means danger. Everybody say danger. Listen, the greatest danger as we will find was not the wind and the storm. 
Because look what Jesus said. They came to him and woke him up. Master, master, we are perishing. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? In other words, your faith almost caused us to not, your lack of faith, pardon me, almost caused us to not get where God wants us to go because of a lack of faith. And they were afraid and they marveled saying to one another, who could this be? For he has commanded even the winds and the water and they obey him. They missed the whole point. They didn't hear what he said. They were just going, OMG, I would do the same. I'm telling you, I would do the same. If he just got up, spoke to the winds and they ceased, I'd be going, I'd be Gomer Pyle. I mean, Shazam. And that's what they were. He said, where is your faith? That went right through one end and out the other. They didn't catch it. And if you study the scripture, you'll determine that they didn't catch it a lot, kind of like all of us. So I'm telling you today, from these, from, from Joshua's life, the children of Israel's life, from Jesus' instruction, from Moses' lack of, of ability to move into the promise of the, uh, of God for his life because of a lack of faith, it will keep you from your destiny. quiet in here and God has new days and new ways for us and we must stir up a spirit of faith in our life the second thing I want you to see about a lack of faith not only will it keep you from your destiny a lack of faith will keep you from your victory God how many of you know God doesn't want you to be defeated he doesn't. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants us to be winners on all sides. He wants us to be winners on all sides. Now, this passage of Scripture, I've quoted it a hundred th- times. First John 5, 4, uh, John said this. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. In other words, that is victorious. Even our what? Even our what? Faith. And so it, 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 victory is, uh, for victory to be made manifest over the new fray, the, the battles that we will face, it's going to require us a new faith, a fresh faith, a re- regenerated faith, a recalibrated faith, a, a refocused faith on our future. Uh, and so I want you to catch that. A, a lack of faith will keep you from your victory. Now, conversely, as I'm just sharing with you, uh, faith will lead you to the place of victory. Go back to Joshua and you're thinking, let's just think about Joshua. Jesus, pardon me, God built his faith, got him on track, got him moving in faith. He's hitting on all eight of his faith cylinders, if you will. He gets up and starts leading. Man, the people start responding. And he said, here we go. And, and if you read Joshua chapter three, he said, let me tell you what's about to happen. He began to speak faith. You hear the word of the Lord. Here's what's going to happen. Man, we're going to cross over this river's going to uh going to part and we will be victorious somebody say amen hallelujah and they how many of you know they were victorious now you want to you want to rewind 40 years they got to this same spot 40 years ago And you know what kept them in the wilderness? Unbelief. 
Just like I said. And if you go back to Numbers chapter 13, I would encourage you to read this later. I won't, I won't go back and belabor the point, but they sent spies in, right? You remember? They came right up and they sent spies in. And the reason they sent spies in was not to see if they could get the victory, but to see how they would get the victory. But in some ways it backfired because out of the 12 spies, uh, only two of them moved in with an eye of faith. The other 10 had unbelief and they came back with a bad report. Everybody say bad report. Listen, let me just tell you something. Everything you see with your natural eye it, it cannot affect what you do with your future. And only two saw with an attitude of faith, Joshua and, oh, who was that? Joshua, who? Caleb and who? Joshua. And they came back with a good report. The, uh, the bad report, yes, you're right. It's, it, boy, there's, you know, them big grapes and it's a land filled with milk and honey, but there's giants in the land, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. And here's what they said. We are not able. And Caleb and Joshua saw that it was spreading like wildfire. This unbelief was spreading like wildfire. Let me tell you, if you start speaking those things, uh, that it will spread like wildfire. And it did. Before long, the whole camp is weeping and moaning and gripped by a lack of faith. And Joshua said, Caleb said, we are able. Let us go up now and possess the land. Let's do it now. They said, no, we don't believe. Why don't we just wander in the wilderness for 40 years? And they did. In fact, here was their level of faith or lack of faith. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. And it kept them from their destiny, but it certainly kept them from their victory. A lack of faith. Number three, catch this. A lack of faith will not only keep you from your destiny and keep you from your victory, a lack of faith will keep you from your miracle. How many of you have some things in your life that you, that absolutely, you need God to do a miracle? I need a miracle. Nobody else need a miracle? Just Jim? Okay. How many of you look at your life? If you're not, if you're not, if you're not looking at life and going, man, I believe God for that, but it'll be a miracle. You need to raise your level of faith. If you think you can accomplish everything you want to do, uh, in 2019 without a miraculous, uh, a miracle from God, you're shooting way low, Sheriff. All right. It'll keep you from your miracle. Now, conversely, we see this working. Their, their miracle happened in Joshua chapter 3 when they began to move and operate in faith. And they began to say, and I love, somebody told me this the other day because uh, oh, they, uh, we were talking about this and somebody said, sometimes you got to get your feet wet before you can get out on the dry, dry land. And those priests got out and they put their feet in the water and the miracle began to happen because they stepped out in faith and the waters backed up and they all slugged and sloshed through the muddy banks. No, they walked over on dry land. It was a 
miracle. The miracle would have never happened. Listen to me. The miracle would have never happened had they not stepped out in faith. Listen, I got to stop right here for a second. Some of you say, I'm believing God for a miracle. I believe in God for a miracle, but nobody's moving. Sometimes you got to get up and step out. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So a lack of faith will keep you from your destiny. A lack of faith will keep you from your victory. A lack of faith will keep you from your miracle. In fact, Matthew 13, you know, this, this sends shivers down my spine. Matthew 13, 58, I, I, the context you can read later, but this is what it says. Everybody say, what does it say, pastor? This is what it says. Jesus, speaking of Jesus, he did not do many mighty works there, because of their unbelief. He did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. How many of you know faith is a gift? Everybody say faith is a gift. The Bible says God has given us all a measure of faith, right? It's a gift. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Everybody say, faith is a gift. gift. Scott, Sabrina, faith is a gift. Their daughter's name is Faith. Okay. All right. Faith is a gift. Now, if I had a, this is my phone, and I decided I wanted to give it to somebody, and I'm not, but if I was going to give it to you, and I gave it to you, whose would it then be? It wouldn't be my faith. It would be your faith. If I gave it to you, it would be your faith. And now listen carefully. It's a gift. And it, and then you have responsibility over the gift. It belongs to you. And so, listen, our victory and our destiny and the miracle of God is based upon us taking the gift that God has given us and began to engage the world, engage our life with a new level of faith-filled living. Amen. One more thing. A lack of faith will keep you from moving your mountain. Anybody here have obstacles that bigger than wider than you? Just uh, if this doesn't move, it's not. If it's not, if God doesn't do a miracle, this is. I don't know how this is going to happen. It requires a miracle. This is an obstacle. If you go to uh, Mark, and there's a lot of places we could go, but Mark chapter 11. Look what Jesus said, man. I love reading the red. He said in verse 22, Jesus said to them, "Have faith in God." Everybody say, "Have faith in God." For assuredly, I say to you, in other words, when Jesus said assuredly, you can bank on this. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he said will be done, he will have whatever he says. Oh God, move this mountain, Lord. Oh, God. You know, in this context, he doesn't say, ask me to move the mountain. He doesn't say, beg me to move the mountain. He doesn't say, come to the preacher and say, oh, pastor, there's a mountain. 
Pray that this mountain be moved and cast in the sea pasture. You're a man of faith. No, he said, whoever, whoever, that's pretty all-inclusive, isn't it? Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And then he kind of tells us how it happens. It happens at the place of prayer. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's faith that moves mountains. And it's a lack of faith that will keep us hemmed in by every obstacle and every potential problem and roadblock. So in this season of new days and new ways and new phrase, we've got to fan into our lives a fresh faith for our future and for our church family. We've got to fan into flame the faith of God for our new day and our new way. And so let's ask ourselves the same question Jesus asked those disciples in the boat. Where is my faith? Ask yourself that out loud. Where is my faith? Jesus, <laughs> I have such a divine imagination. Here they are in the storm, the waves. Jesus is war smack dab out. He's physically drained. He's sound asleep. And the boat is rocking. And he, they have to wake him up. He just, how many of you know even Jesus needs to take a nap? Come on now. He, he's tired. He's tired hanging out, man. He is whooped. He's had this, but he said, we got to go to the other side and the storm comes and they wake up. Jesus. That's kind of like our prayer life. Jesus, wake up. Don't you care that we're, we're perishing? And he, he rebukes the, you, you got the picture. And, and then, and then he says, where is your faith? For goodness sake. If I did that to you in your scary moments, you might slap me. You're going, Pastor, the waves and the wind and the storm and the rain. And I wake up to your, you know, your late night call and go, well, where the heck is your faith? You insect, you, you, you uncaring preacher. Listen. When you know if you don't have faith, you're going to die, you better stir up a measure of faith. Are you with me? Say amen. So we need to ask ourselves, we need to listen to the voice of God like, like, like Joshua did in his moment. And he, he began to hear God because I tell you, when God starts talking to you, he wants you to believe him and trust him. And, and, and he said, we need to hear the voice of the Lord go, be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and of a good courage. And if anybody's speaking those words like those 10 unfaith, scaredy cats, the, the grasshoppers, if there's, if the grasshoppers are trying to speak into your life and tell you we will not win. You plug your spiritual ears and you say, we are able. Amen. Be strong and of a good courage. And then even as the disciples, and I didn't have time to go there, but the disciples got, they wised up. How many of you, after a while, you just better wise up? They wised up. 
they began to put two and two together. And they said in Luke 17, 5, Lord, increase our faith. And so today, as I close, new days, new ways, new phrase, require us to gain a new level, a new mindset of faith in our own life. To be able to move into the destiny of God for our life. To be able to walk into the victory of God for our life. To be able to see God do a miracle in our midst and move mountains in our behalf. Let me just say, I'm going to throw this out because I got a little time. For a church family, how many of you know, we, we have a mountain uh, of financial need in this facility. And some of you, if I told you how much, it would shake your faith. But I came to tell you that God's bigger than that. And I, I and Beverly, we, we may need to return to this. We used to have a habit. Every time we drove by this church building, we said, thank you, Jesus, that you're paying off this facility. Thank you, Jesus, for our million-dollar miracle. Amen? You may have a mountain. Listen, there's mountains that will never move until we get beyond our lack of faith. Somebody say amen. Now, next week, I'm going to be sharing some real principles on building your faith that, that I've probably shared a hundred times in different ways or means. You know, one, for example, you got to, in your heart, see, faith is not a, 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 a mindset of the brain. Some people operate from there in their level of faith, and, and, they, and in their brain they say, if I pull all these strings, and they ha- like it's a mathematical, you know, and I say it a hundred times as fast as I can, and they're operating right here, then God's got to do what I tell him to do. No, it's not a mental exercise. It is a heart lifestyle of trusting God. And the Bible says this about our, well, what Joshua would say, hear the word of the Lord. And we know from the New Testament, faith comes by what? Hearing the word of the Lord. So we'll talk about those things uh, really soon. And so uh, uh, that next Sunday, so I want you to come back. You got to get part two. Uh, You don't want to just just walk out here going, whoo, man, a lack of faith will get me in a mess. Okay, uh, next Sunday, we're going to get you better moving on, gaining a fresh uh, faith for your future. So, and then the next Sunday, living like Jesus. Somebody say, living like Jesus. And so with that, let's pray together. And let's close this out, and then we'll talk a little bit. Father, thank you for the gift of faith. May it begin to arise in us. May we hear your voice say, be strong and have a good courage. And Lord, we ask you today, even as those disciples asked Jesus, when the light came on, they wised, uh, Lord, increase our faith. Lord, give us faith for our future. Let, Let us begin to believe you for the destiny of God for our life. Let us begin to believe you for new levels of victory in our life and for our church. Let us begin to trust you and believe you for the mountain to be moved in our life and in our church. Lord God, let us trust you for the miracle that we so desperately need you to accomplish. We thank you today for a new, fresh, faith focus for our future.
In Jesus' name. Now with every head bowed, every eye closed. One instance, the disciples said to Jesus in one of these faith convos, this one gentleman said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. If that's where you are today, let's be honest. In some ways, that's where all of us are on some level. If you're that, Lord, I believe you, but help thou my unbelief. There's areas where I struggle. If that's you, wherever you are, lift your hands and let's pray that. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Lord, we lift our hands today and we pray, God, Lord, that you would increase our faith. And Lord, there's areas where we believe, but help thou us these areas of our unbelief. Don't let us be grasshoppers. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.